0: Young People Giving Adults Advice with Leonie Tillman. In this episode, I talk to Malika who's incredibly enthusiastic and alive and excited about the future and what it brings. But there is a hint of fear in all of that and with all the technological changes going on and everything else in the world today, what that means and how much change is coming. She really gives me a sense of the balance of those two qualities and here she is.
1: Hi, I'm Malika and I'm 17.
0: Hi Malika, thank you so much for joining us. What is it that you understand this podcast is about? It is
1: a look into how children of different ages view the world in the sense of how time is for them now in comparison to adults, I would say.
0: Yeah. And and what do you think about all that? What's your thoughts on growing up today? It
1: is a time that is completely different to when, let's say, my parents were growing up. Um, I mean, you could talk about technology in the sense that now it is, you would never imagine to what it is right now is how people thought it would be 20 years ago. Um, And you can't predict the future, I think, right now because time is changing so quickly that um, there is no way that you know what's going to happen. And it's kind of a live in the moment kind of thing right now. That's what I think.
0: So how do you prepare for that? I mean, if we can't prepare, what what do you think you have to know for the future?
1: Um. I guess what, right now, as well, I'm picking what I want to do at university, and it it's very much like, are certain jobs gonna be around when I end up getting a job and I would say like do what you love right now, but um it is true that there aren't gonna be certain jobs in the future that that maybe AI will take over um, so necessarily preparing. I don't know if that's something that is possible, but, um, I think it's doing like the best that you can right now.
0: And so what sort of things are on the cards for you at university or career wise?
1: So for A-levels, I take physics, physics, maths, and geography. Um, it's actually quite a strange combination, but, um, I've, I've always loved geography. It's, um, ever since I've done it for the past like three years properly and um, I've always loved it and uh, I've, I've been thinking about taking it at uni but then also on the other hand I also really like engineering um, so I'm kind of a bit split between the two right now um, but it's they are so different that um, you I can't pick one yet I'm not sure <laughs>
0: So what do you love about geography?
1: It's So a lot of people think that geography is basically um, rocks and looking at maps and the stereotype of colouring in. But um, a lot of people forget about the human side of it. Um, Human geography is economics, politics, history. And I think because it's so broad, like, yes, you do learn about volcanoes, but then I'm also learning about superpowers right now and you just you learn so much about the the way the world works that you have this appreciation for it that and I can engage in conversations that I wouldn't be able to if I hadn't have taken geography because you learn so much about the way that humans interact with everything and I honestly think that it you can see it wherever you look you can and like you're in a plane and you look down and you're like, oh, the coast. I know how that was formed. But then you also go to abroad and then you see um, urbanisation and you're like, oh, I know the, I know how that was happened and I know the consequences of it. So I think it, I think it's just everywhere.
0: So there's a fairly strong human element in it that I probably wouldn't have assumed. I did geography at school. I don't think we looked at anything like that. I liked it though. I did like doing geography. Maybe I was good at colouring in. But <laughs> what is it about the human element? Do you think that that is one of the key elements about moving forward?
1: I mean, I learn the thing is because it it's not just economics. So you're not just saying about the financial side of it you get an overview that I don't necessarily think that you get in any other subject. And because also geography, you're learning about climate change alongside this kind of um, topic around globalization, what's superpowers, what's happening right now, it's definitely a key to moving forward. Um, especially as right now, um, uh, we become very climate conscious, um, I definitely think that no, I have a head start, but um, I understand the basis to it quite well from taking geography.
0: Yeah, that, uh, it feels really broad, and I think that's a really interesting aspect. You also mentioned that you took subjects that were very different from each other; it wasn't a natural stream. I've I, I did a high level of arts and maths as well, and it, there wasn't really a push to follow a stream or anything, but. I feel like it was always a disadvantage for me growing up, probably through the 80s and 90s, but it might be a benefit today. I guess that's that's something I've been thinking. Do you find your friends doing quite diverse subject choices as well, or is it quite unique still? Um, I think
1: at my school, um, they definitely push for the conventional. If you want to do medicine, your biology, chemistry, maths, um, if you're... Like, law, you're going to be doing English, history. Um, But they definitely don't prevent people from taking it. I find in my friendship group, I have someone taking art, um, maths, economics. And then you have, like, but then you also have the very conventional, um, like, maths, chemistry, physics as well. Um, I think I'm very lucky in the sense that you're allowed to take what you want. I mean, they let me take my subject combination, which is um, uncommon in other schools. I don't – because it's is—it's not harder to apply with those, um, but it gives you a choice which you might regret having that choice later on because then um, you're so split between the two. But um, I'm lucky enough to have the ability to take what I want.
0: And if we don't know what the future is bringing – how can you know what you're going to look forward to? So, you know, what are you looking forward to about growing up and being an adult if if it is going to be so different from, if if it's evolving so quickly?
1: I think for me, I'm excited to be an adult because I want to take control over my own actions in the sense that. I don't know I don't I can do my laundry on my own time I don't have to like wake up at eight and make sure like that all my clothes are clean for my mum but um I really think it is taking it one step at a time because I want to do all the adulting things that come with like I want to go up, have my own house um like go out for dinner with my friends and stuff like that but um different aspects of it will change like how you get to work might be different now in comparison to like before like everyone would um drive but now there's like a strong push for taking public transport I think aspects like that will change but what I'm looking forward to is very much like the conventional family having my own um property and yeah stuff like that
0: yeah that's interesting. So even though things might change there's still some conventional things to look forward to. Um so what what would be some of the unconventional things you might look forward to say compared to what your parents uh, experienced when they were growing up.
1: Oh that is very cool. Um I guess I want to I actually do want to see where technology goes. I think I mean, you see these smart houses now and like everything's on a little tablet and you can control the light switches from it. Um, And stuff like that, I'm so excited to see, especially because I would be like Gen Z, everyone likes to call us that. Um, We're pretty cool. I think we're very inventive. And I I can't wait to see what, because it's changing so fast that in 10 years oh god like stuff like houses your car it's not even going to be the same now you're going to have all these different gadgets which people wouldn't have even thought of before um I guess that's what I'm really looking forward to that might be unconventional that my parents didn't think about because it just wasn't something that was on their radar
0: and do you think it's going to be a better world I hope so (laughs) um (laughs)
1: Well, I guess everyone does. I think, I think it's a, definitely a peak. You're gonna get real bad, and then hopefully we see some improvement. Like technology is has its pros and cons. Uh, that comes with everything, um, and I genuinely do believe that we're looking at a better future. Um, I think, especially now, everyone's starting to realize that we can't take the environment for granted. We've got to, especially, I don't want to bring up, but the coronavirus, like it is showing us how humans have disrespected kind of, I do believe that it's happened because of humans um, relationship with nature um, and how definitely everyone's going to become more aware because of this. So hopefully we move forward. And then it becomes better because we've learnt from it.
0: But um, who knows? <laughs> and do you think we'll have to work harder at that? Like that means a lot of things will change, I guess. And do do you think that we all have to work harder in the future?
1: Definitely, I definitely think it it comes from you as an individual, from like recycling and doing your bit to turn off the tats when you wash your te- brush your teeth. But I think it also comes from global TNCs worldwide they have such a big impact you can look at um like carbon emissions uh, the top percent is from transport but then you look further down and it's clothing um fast fashion and it's it's up to these global companies to start and they have they have and like in recent years this has been a lot of their top priorities but i think more has to be done they can't Me, um, turning the tap off when I brush my teeth is very helpful, but in the grand scheme of things, it needs to start from the top, um, because that's where like the big difference will happen.
0: Do you think that puts a lot of pressure on people in the future? Like whether it is coming from the top down, I guess there's, there is a two way approach. We all have to do something, but do you think it adds more pressure to people in the future? and more pressure to adults?
1: I think, I think it's pressure that's needed in the sense that everyone's like, Oh, I want to save the environment for my kids. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you do. It is not, I'm not saying it's a consequence of older people. Like I, I, when I was younger, like this wasn't a big concern and I was doing exactly the same thing, but It is a consequence of everyone that preceded us like you can't um yes uh, there is going to be pressure but it is needed if we don't want things like global pandemics to happen it is and if we want our land and earth for future generations then now is the time and it's very time pressured like we are very late to this but I think it is needed and I think it is something that is becoming even more prominent nowadays
0: and how do you feel about those previous generations and what they've done to the earth the environment
1: i can't blame them but because in that time everything seemed alright you don't you didn't think like the way that we think now we didn't expect to see these consequences so i don't blame them but then at the same time, I'm very much like, well, now it's up to our generation to not fix that problem, but it is now become a burden on us that wouldn't have been there if they'd been more thoughtful. But then again, technology at that time they didn't have the facilities to do what we could do now. Like they relied on coal. That that was that was the only form of energy that they had. And I guess without what they did, industrialization wouldn't have happened and we might be still five steps back than where we are now. So I guess it's really not blaming anyone right now. It's really just trying to fix the problem. You can't fix what's happened. You've just got to move forward,
0: I think. And so do you think that adults still have a lot to give younger generations? In what sense? Well, I guess what do you want to learn from adults? What you know this this podcast is about getting your advice. But what about if we flip that and think about what do you want to learn from adults? What do you want them to help you with?
1: I think the most that you learn from adults is very basic things like necessities that you need to learn. Um learning how to cook, learning how to make your bed. But I think things like your own beliefs and what you want to do should come from the environment around you. And yes, your your old, the older generation is included in that. But if you follow what your parents do, I'm not saying that what they're doing is wrong at all, but if you follow exactly what they tell you to do if you follow what they believe their same political ideologies I don't think that you form your own personalities like you don't want to be a carbon copy of what your parents are like I am so grateful that I know how to I don't know I know how to cook spaghetti because of my mom like I would have never been able to do that before <laughs> but um I think opinions on things come from your own experiences and yes that includes friends and family but, um, I don't think take exactly what your parents want you to think, because then you're, that's not your own ideas, plus. and
0: what do you think what do you wish they would do differently for you now?
1: um I honestly i I love the way that my parents um not treat me, but um they give me enough freedom that I'm free to think what I want, say what I want I'm. I'm happy to have a heated discussion with them about, um, anything. Um, but on the other hand, they've taught me everything that I've needed to survive, I guess. Like I'm, I'll go to uni next year and at least I know how to do like my washing and I know how to survive hopefully (laughs) on my own. Um, I, I honestly, I think it is relative to everyone else. Like, Personally, I would say that I'm quite independent in the sense that I can, I'll take initiative and work things out on my own. But I think there's only so much that your parents can do because they're not going to be with you when you, if, if you go to uni or when you buy your first house and you move out. I think you do have to take things upon yourself at a certain point.
0: Yeah, and so what about um, other role models? Are there people that you look up to outside your family and friends? what What sort of people do you look up to and maybe use as a model or a guide?
1: I've looked. I actually look up to my teachers. I know that might sound a bit, um, like very basic, but I see how passionate they are about what they're doing in their lives. Like, no one becomes a teacher if you don't like what. Yourself, well, especially when you're teaching A levels or older children, um, and I see like they they care for their students and they actually want the best out of them. I think when you get to A level, the relationships that you have with your teachers is very different. You're definitely more personal, and they they want the best for you. And I, I really do look up to, especially my fee teacher. Um, she's so lovely and. She, they take the time to actually listen to you and they can teach you things that your parents won't teach you. Um, and they give you a different viewpoint that your parents want to protect you, make sure that you're safe. Your te- yes, your teachers don't want that for you. But um, they they can tell you a different side of things, especially because they don't come from the same families, like different viewpoints. And um, it's, it's really, I really enjoy talking to my teachers, especially because I feel like the relationship that some people have with their teachers, like some people only know their names, but I feel like getting to know them is something that's been a different experience for me. I really I really enjoyed it.
0: I guess because you're becoming an adult too, and they see that, that your evolution through the school and, and you're growing up. As you become an adult... Do you think your relationship with other adults is changing quite noticeably now?
1: Definitely. I definitely think that. I think once you hit the ripe old age of 16, (laughs) um, I think they start looking at you as an adult. They treat you as one and you engage in conversations that um, adults would and they – sometimes at parties there'll be a kid's table and adult table you're no longer split into that group um and it's really 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 nice because you feel like not you belong but like you feel like you're no longer a kid and that they respect you in 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 that kind of sense and I think that's really good and I really I've really enjoyed it.
0: So turning into an adult and becoming responsible and moving away from the the shackles in a way like uh, I see this idea of becoming free and making your own decisions what about the trickier things of becoming an adult like earning money and is that something that worries you or you think about
1: I think about that all the time I um it's so hard not to take what you have for granted because I mean I know no one wants to live off their parents and um, they want to find their own way in the world, but you've got to be, there comes a point where it's all you. And that really worries me because that point can come at any time. And it's like, when do you start taking responsibility for yourself? Like right now, my parents will be like, Oh, are you going out? Oh, here's, here's a bit of money. But that that ends pretty soon, as soon as you get to uni, like you're on your own. And I've seen the effects of money mismanagement and it's like my parents are like, don't get a credit card, like you'll regret it. Um, And I'm like, are there things like that that I don't know? Am I missing out on other key information that I should know? But I think if you're if you take the advice that people have given and you learn off other people's experiences, hopefully you, I mean, everyone, hmm, I don't know. It's hard and you do see the effects of it, but I feel like everyone, not everyone, most people end up all right and they've had to learn from what they've been through. And I guess you do the same. That's one of the things that stays constant, that will stay constant, even with everything evolving. Like you learn from your experiences.
0: Yeah. Learning from your own experiences, learning from others. There's just so many things that you you don't take on, isn't there, that you see other people do wrongly and you think I'm heading down that same direction (laughs) or, um, yeah, especially money. I find interesting because I don't think I ever learned anything explicitly at school. Do you learn anything at school about money and finance?
1: This is, this is the thing. I just, I feel like we need things like that. And especially with what's going on right now, like the Black Lives Matter, we need more history like that and things that are genuinely going to help me in the future. I guess, We've had, no, no, we don't have financing. How are you going to pay taxes? I feel like you learn that. Like my dad will always talk about something about investments. And I'm like, my dad's a doctor. And I'm like, but how do you know that? Like you're a doctor, you took physics, chemistry, biology. How do you know that? And he's like, oh, like I, I read about it and I learn about it. And I'm like, when, when, when do I get to that point that I read and learn about it? Because right now, my reading and learning is based around my subjects because it's your extra reading. You need it for uni. Um, and I'm like, when, when am I, when do I learn this? Because not, not it's concerning, but I feel like I'm very lucky in the sense that I do have parents that tell me about, it and then I'll ask about it and be like, Oh, okay. then tell me about it. But, um, they, they need more education about this in schools because people go off, you go off pretty soon when you're 18 and I mean, I guess you don't start paying tax then because you you're not in the tax bracket yet, but these are life skills that aren't gonna change that you do need, especially money management, because you see the effects of it and you I feel like it's something that we definitely need to learn about.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I think so many adults really do struggle with money and you think, you know, you're lucky. I think my parents were similar where we spoke about things, they were fairly sensible, don't have a credit card. The same advice was given to me many years ago and I'm still very conscious about how I use. I do have a credit card but very <laughs> conscious. But it's it's difficult. Yeah, because we you just have to go on the information you're given from your surroundings. What, what do you do you, Can you think of anything else like that? I feel like there must be so many of those elements that aren't taught in the typical education system that you think leaving high school and going to university might be challenging. Are there other things like that that you're concerned about?
1: I think, so I my school likes to say we live in a bubble. I, I go to a private school, so I'm extremely, extremely lucky to be where I am. And when you go to university... You're, you're exposed to things outside of this bubble they like to call it and they very much need to educate I, I I'm very lucky to have friends that don't go to private school I I meet people regularly from all around the UK and I, I don't think and a lot a lot of people in private schools are so grateful for what they have but I do I actually do know some people who who don't who don't understand the hardships of others and no one is ever going to be rude about it and I'm not saying that at all but it's it's definitely something that people need to watch out for because I know some girls two three years above who have yes they've learned that through uni and that is the whole point of uni you meet people from everywhere you learn more about yourself and who you are but it, it can come as quite a shock to some people And I guess, how do you teach someone about that? You can't, it's an experience. You go out you meet people on your own and that's how you learn about other people. But at the same time, it's things that need to be taught. And and not even just people from different backgrounds, different uh, people of different race. I go to a very multicultural school, so I'm very lucky in that sense. But different races, different, I go to all private, I go to all girls school. So it's like, how much interaction do you have with the opposite sex? And then it's different, um, different, uh, like sexual orientations, like, but I I guess you can't teach that. It's not something that you can sit in a classroom and be like, this is, this, this, this It is something that you learn through experience. So I guess there is a reason why things like this aren't taught in school because you can't, but
0: it's something that needs to be. Yeah, they're amazing skills to have when you can easily talk to a lot of people, I think. That's something I don't think I was very grateful for until I got older, you know, just that ability to go and talk to a lot of people. So, sounds like you've really got that gift. So, thinking about that diversity as well and meeting lots of different people and you mentioned also earlier that you want a family and raise children, what do you imagine that looks like? I mean, do you have someone in mind or just more generally? (laughs) Um
1: I don't know I can't I'm I'm such a believer in everything happens for a reason and that can be very a good thing and a bad thing my friend once said to me that I told her I believed in this and then she was like but then you'll never take full responsibility for your actions you always just say that it happens for a reason and I completely understand that viewpoint as well but I really think it's like what what comes to you you take like I can't see my future family and what, what I'll grow up in because life throws you curveballs out of nowhere. You won't even see them coming. And I guess it adds a little bit of spice into your life, otherwise it would it would be a really bad movie. I always like like life is a movie. You're the main character. You've gotta you've gotta I don't know, I like that's a nice way of thinking of it, but um it, it it's not a smooth playing field you might find someone and be like oh my god whoa like we're fit for each other you break up two years later it's I don't things like who's gonna be in my family I don't I don't think that's something that I look at because it changes so frequently not not saying that (laughs) I have tons of relationships I definitely do not but um it's it's things like that that I'm like life throws you so much that you can't you can't say that. I don't know.
0: Can you identify what those values might be that you you really do want to find in a person? Are there any sort of underlying qualities?
1: I've always said like someone who's I don't know, I really like sport and I really like music and it's something that I'm passionate about. And I really want someone that's passionate about something. Because I find, not saying that if you don't do anything, then you're like a really bad person. But it's someone that has the ability to, that can take their time and be like, this is what I really enjoy. I'm going to put my time into it. They can commit to something. I think that's something that I definitely look at. And it doesn't even have to be sport. It can be like a love for art. But they spend, they'll spend a whole weekend doing that art project because they really enjoy it. And I don't know, I think that's so, it's, it's not, um, it's not rare, but it's not something that you find in everyone. And I don't, like, looks aren't even on the table. I think everyone likes to say Gen Z is so, uh, oh, so vain, or they care about their phones or what they post on Instagram. But I can I can safely say that that is definitely not true. A lot of people look at, everyone likes at it personality. It's really not looks at all. Um... But I don't know. I think I'm very lucky with everyone that I meet is so lovely. Like I don't, I don't believe in hating anyone (laughs) in this uh, one because the effort it takes to not like someone is so much. I don't have the time for that, but um, I think, I think it's, it's someone who you click with and I think you're drawn to people like yourself. So I don't know. I look for, not I look for someone like me. That's, that is not true. Opposites attract, I guess people say. But, um, I think you're automatically drawn to people that share, that you share the same ideologies and qualities.
0: With, so. Yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah. I think it is one of those funny things that people say opposites attract but it, it might be a, a myth, I think. I'm sure it's attractive, but can it work out? Yeah. <laughs> can, can you go to the yards? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned social media too. How do you think that gap works? I know for people who didn't grow up with technology, how do we interact with it differently? What do adults not understand about technology and the socials?
1: I just think there's such a big misconception with it because – I think everyone thinks of Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and they just think, oh, you post a picture of what you're eating, what you're doing on holiday, that's all anyone cares about. And the people who use it, which is my generation, they come across as very vain, and all they care about is what people think that they're doing. And that is, I cannot express that, it's very much not true. It's all about what you want social media to be for you, you can follow, I don't like how everyone uses the Kardashians as an example, but you can follow all of these Kardashians. I'm going to say the Kardashians just because everyone seems to be using them. And you can you can be like, oh, they ruined my self-esteem. I want to look like them. Don't follow them. It's not that hard. I just, you can follow recently and in light of recent events, social media has been the platform for the Black Lives and Mass movement that has been what has started the movement and I'm proud to say that I am I'm am a user of it because it, it helps spread awareness it is the fast if if I if like something's broken I'll go straight to Twitter because it is up to date and there's nothing else like it there's nothing else that's going to give you that up-to-date information and I feel like my my mom tried to get Facebook and um She didn't know how to use it. Um, But I think think it's what you want social media to be for you. You don't have to follow all these people that make you sad. You don't have to do that. You can take initiative. You can follow, I don't know, like The Economist, Natural Geographic. And then you see all of these things that people, my mum's like, "Oh, you only see these in the news. And I'm like, I follow the news so technically <laughs> I'm reading the news I don't know I just think and it's so hard you cannot I try to talk to my grandparents about it and there's only so far you can get before that it's just it is it is so different I think whenever my mum's like oh can you help me do this and I do it in three seconds she's like but how did you do it And I think it's just the way that your brain works like my brain's very I, I know what to press, whereas my mum doesn't. And and I would say like let's get the older generation in social media and see, and like they'll see for themselves. But it's just it's not going to happen. It's there's always there's already this whole um, viewpoint on it that it's it's hard to change, especially when using social media is very hard. Um, I still find it hard. It is it is complicated. I'm not going to lie. But
0: What is complicated about it?
1: it I, okay, the technological aspect of it is, is, is quite challenging, um, especially if you don't know how to use it. I guess I've, I've grown up with it, so I, I can easily click. But I think my mum once said to me that she gets scared because you hear so much online about, like, oh, all these bugs, these viruses, be careful what you click. You don't want to let someone into your personal information um so my mom actually says she was like I I have to be really careful what I do whereas I don't obviously when you open emails you've got to be very careful but I don't think about that aspect of it at all so I guess I'm fearless when it comes to <laughs> technology um but I don't know I just think it's 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 not something that you can change overnight not everyone's parents are sunny just going to be like oh social media wow I love it and I'm not saying social media is all sunshine and rainbows there are aspects to it which which some people should never have to see and wouldn't have seen if social media wasn't a thing but then it, it's like everything it has its pros and cons and you've yes you've got to be careful it's internet safety we learn about that in school it's that is wired into the curriculum, but.
0: How is it wired into the curriculum? What do they, How do they teach you that?
1: So we have ICT lessons. You learn about that. Like first thing, they'll teach you about, um, again, be careful what you click on. Uh, make sure you're not posting where you live, like with your house in the background. Don't text random people your address. That is, that is how we're taught. And you get learned. It isn't within maths that we learn it. It is within PSHC which is um I don't know if it's within all curriculums but it's definitely within the British curriculum and um you learn that in again through experience I guess I clicked on a virus before and I was like never again I'm gonna make sure I check my emails um but things like that are taught because our generation uses it all the time it is something that needs to be taught
0: what about how to use a computer or your phone in the classroom. I know I hear my mother always say they should just ban phones in school. And they <laughs> say, well, it's also an educational tool, but how, do they teach you what is appropriate and not?
1: I They don't necessarily say, don't download this. don't Don't look at this website. They teach you in, okay, in my school, it's different for every school, but we use, so all of the year-belows get iPads, like you are automatically given that, so they expect you to be able to use it, um, and they restrict, they will restrict certain things, like you're not allowed to, um, they don't let you download social media, actually, on these iPads, like they're purely for educational reasons, and it, um, my year, we have to bring in laptops, we use them in every lesson, maybe not the sciences as much, but humanities, every lesson, everything's online, well, especially during this current time, everything has been online. But um, they don't, they, I guess they kind of, they expect you to know, which is a lot to ask for, but it's, it's worked, I guess.
0: So do, are there students who are, goofing off in class in a way with um what they're looking oh, at on laptops and ipads
1: i mean it's school you're always gonna get those few people that do and i mean especially for our year like you could on your next slide you can just have facebook open and no one will know but i think it's again it's like how much do you want to get out of your education i guess year below is when you're in that like year eight no no exams on your mind. You're, you're just in school to see your friends, learn a little bit. So I mean I don't I don't when when I was in year eight we didn't get iPads, our phones were locked to in lockers, um time again, times are changing. It's I was in year eight what um four years ago and suddenly they use them all the time. But um it's how much do you want to get out of it? Like in A levels, if you miss ten minutes, you're gonna be so confused for the rest of the lesson. Um I don't know I just I think it is very much my school as well they they just they trust us they trust us with with having these electronic devices
0: and I guess what you're saying is there's a certain level of personal responsibility again and how do we teach that that's another thing I would think is probably a good life lesson but it was never taught when I was at school I think now that I'm getting older and I, I learn things all the time about how to manage myself. And I think, wow, imagine if I'd known this as a young person, it would be amazing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I think personal responsibility, I've learned from mistakes. There's, it's like, Oh, I have this homework due tomorrow. Am I going to take it, take it on for myself and be like, I'm going to get this done by tomorrow. I'm going to finish it and it will be done. And then I won't. And then, and then it will come to bite me the next day when my teacher's like, Mally, come on, I'm like, what's up? Um, it's it's not something that's you can teach. You can't you can't be like, well, I guess enforcing not punishments, but um, you didn't hand in your homework over detention. Then the next time you'll be like, oh, I don't want that. I'll do my homework. But online learning has been all about personal responsibility you don't have to do the work they there's only so much that the teachers can take in but lockdown has been kind of boring without school I'm not gonna lie I'm just (laughs) (laughs) otherwise I'd be in I'd be in bed all day I would I wouldn't have a routine to get up sit down do the work um and I mean if teachers never ask for it in I know some people that haven't done it and yeah, that that's just reality of it. But I feel like there's a, there's only so much that you can't do in the sense that like we're going to hope I'm praying we go back in September. We're, we're still going to be, we're still just going to carry on. I don't, we probably might recap the work depending on what happens with the exams, but yeah, um, I don't know if you look, if you think forward and you're like, oh, I don't want to have to go back and do it again. I don't know, I guess do it now.
0: Yeah, that procrastination thing is is an ongoing problem through one's whole life, I think. <laughs> How do you even learn what to do with that? Because it just keeps creeping up upon you. How do you manage that?
1: Um, I'm a very time conscious person. I like... I like everything to be organized in my life. And I'm very, it has its pros and cons. I'm very, I'm very much, my friend would be like, let's be at one and I'll be there 12, 12.30. I'll just wait. I'll just wait. I'll have you wait way. But um, I don't, I don't know where this comes from. I think, I, I know I have like some of my best friends will turn up 15 minutes late and I I will just be sitting there. But I think I like things planned because then not you always plan for the worst. That sounds like so pessimistic, but I always think it's just like reality. Like it could happen and the likelihood of it happening is very small, but if you plan for it, then nothing surprises you, but you can't plan for everything. I don't know. Like that, that way of thinking as well is can be quite detrimental because then you never, have fun and go but but like when it comes to school I'm very organized but um you've got to have some kind of leeway when it comes to um like your friends because not everyone thinks the same way as you and you can't ask that of other people at all um so I guess it's like adapting and like once you get once your friends get to know you they know that you're like oh she's going to get a bit worried if we're late. Let's just turn up on time. I don't know. Yeah.
0: So it's a bit of a balance between the two being organized, but open to anything that could go wrong or that could come to interrupt that plan.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's a lot to ask of from like any situation you can't plan for life events that that's what I'm saying life throws you things that you can't plan for you just gotta suck it up and I guess deal with it but um there isn't like I would like to say there is an extent that you can plan for like I've got so much holiday work <laughs> um but I feel like if if I plan it and I'm like okay I'll do this today and then I'll take a break tomorrow or something then it it becomes more manageable and yeah maybe at the end I didn't end up writing my essay because my friends were like, "Let's me," and I said yes. But I don't know that that <laughs> happens way too often. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think it's. Um, but then you've also got to have the ability and be to be like, "Oh no, I'm really sorry. I plan to write my essay today, and otherwise I'm not going to get it done."
0: Do you do that sometimes? I don't know.
1: There's. This is the thing with procrastination. I think the reason I don't. I haven't stopped procrastinating is because in the end I always get it done. Even if I'm up that night before and the teacher can see I've handed it in at 2am. I always seem to get it done. And that's how I think I don't, I've I still procrastinate to this day because I know in the end, maybe I'll get it done even if it will be a horrible night and I'll be up till really late trying to get it done. But.
0: You trust yourself
1: you trust yourself and that's why, and then it's like, you see all these, I've I've, I've, talking, I've, been telling to my friends about this actually a lot. All of these like books that I'm reading and like movies and TV shows, all of the main characters are like 17, 16, they're all like doing spontaneous activities, going to the beach and all this. And I'm like, my mom also says it's like, you're never going to be a teenager again. I know that sounds so cringy, but um, it is like, I don't have to pay taxes right now. Let me just live my life a little bit. And that's when it's like, don't plan for everything. Cause then, cause when you're older, you, wow. Like you have so much more responsibility. I'm always like, oh, being a kid is so hard. And then I think about being an adult. And I'm like, oh, that's even harder.
0: So do you think your mom is worried about you not living a teenager life adequately?
1: I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. I, I'm, I always like to say that I have a good work-life balance. I know that sounds very – what everyone says, but it's nice to – like I have a bunch of – like I went out to see my friends yesterday and that's really nice. And then today I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just do a bit of work. But I don't know. I think my mom might be a bit like, oh, man, you don't have to plan for everything. And then I'm like, but I think it just gives me a sense of security, honestly. It's not it's not that I I I expect the worst is gonna happen, but I'm I'm just like, okay, like if, if that happens, I've got a backup plan. Mm.
0: So what advice do you wanna give adults?
1: Listen to the younger generation. They they most likely know what they're talking about. You've gotta you got to trust them. And you've got to, you don't have to believe every word they say, but listen, I think a lot of people are like, oh, this generation does not know what they're talking about. They're always on their phones. They haven't read a single book in their whole life. And I'm like, but that's just not true. That is really not true. I think, I think they've just got to believe a bit more in in other people
0: some more trust
1: yeah mm-hmm. i think you see the amazing things that we're doing right now like our generation we've started this whole movement we are coming up with ways to combat climate change we are i'm sorry did you like the the whole generation um z we like the trump rally we're the ones who like not ruined it, but in the sense that we've got we've got something going, I guess. I think it's yeah. I don't know. What do you think they can learn? Be more open. Take take life as it comes for you. I guess I still have to learn that as well, and it's not something that you can just say to everyone. But but you've got to be more accepting of people. I think our generation will. There's no prejudice. I guess, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be, but, like, um, not that we don't see race, but our generation is anti-race most, most, I'm not saying all of us, is anti-racist. We believe in LGBTQ+. We, we want to see forward thinking.
0: And what would you do if you were leading the world today?
1: Oh. Oh, wow. Um educate I think my grandpa always says that education is the key to success (laughs) and it's it's true it is true the only way that you can move forward is by teaching other people and that's what I do if I ran the world I would educate people on other people like what other people around the world are doing what um, other people believe in you. May you do not have to agree with other people and what they want, but you can listen and you can accept it. You don't. You do not have. To, no one's forcing you to believe in it. But just accepting and be like, okay, that's the way they think. Okay, I'm alright with that. Like that's all. No one. That's all we're asking. Honestly. <laughs>
0: It doesn't sound surprising to me that you're interested in geography, the way you describe it. You've sort of ended there too. That's really interesting. Oh, I don't know.
1: We'll see.
0: Malika, thank you so much for today. It's been so nice talking to you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening. You can find all the episodes of the podcast on your favourite platform, and please hit follow. You'll make us so happy. See you soon. This podcast has been made possible with the help of March Made Media and Leonie Tillman at English for Business.